well. Straddling. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Straddling. Welcome to a... Wait, what? What did I say? Welcome to another, another day where we waste your time for an hour and a bit. Um, today we're joined with our first uh, our first in-house guest. Hey. We have our friend Matthew. We only refer to him as Matthew. Matt. Uh, <laughs> Me and Matt go way back. Uh, we used to work at the the beloved Boston Pizza. As a, we don't talk about those days too often. Um, but that's how we met each other. Um, <laughs> that's how we know each other. Uh, what was uh, what was that like for you, Matt? <laughs> okay, there's like going back to the dark times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have no idea how word for word I was about to say that. Those were, those were dark times for me on two separate layers, <laughs> but. I was dealing with some dark stuff back then, and then going to work and having to deal with just just a terrible work environment. Like, <laughs> being a server, you have these weird dreams, and like, once you're a server, you understand these dreams of okay. like, it's always the same thing where you're you're late for work, and you go in, and your tables are full, it's just packed, everyone's mad at you, and every table you go to, someone yells at you for something, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's really so, similar. <laughs> It's not similar, it's exact. <laughs> like, I would actually go to work, my tables would be packed, every, like they already filled my section before I got there, everyone's pissed that I'm not there yet, and it's like, yo, I don't work yet, like, I'm actually here early. <laughs> like, and so then, the food comes out very incorrectly, <laughs> consistently incorrectly, so I'm just giving people garbage, letting them yell at me, I say sorry, and I leave. <laughs> And then, as a server, you have to come back and go, how is everything tasting? <laughs> and then they oh, let me know that it is yeah. still garbage. <laughs> I know I know the many life. times that I came while he was there, it'd be like, oh, can I get this? Uh, we're missing three of those items. They, they might be in next week. We're yeah. not sure. Uh, can <laughs> I get a beer? Uh, not those two. We're those like a tire <laughs> shop, but it's supposed to be food. Yeah. <laughs> Just a very exclusive food. Um... I think oh. the, the reason why it, that strikes me so much <laughs> is because, like, I watch Kitchen Nightmares, and it's always a fucking shit show, yeah. and I remember I started watching that show hoping to find something worse to make me feel better, <laughs> but it was almost the same. Yeah. <laughs> and you go to you go to a place like Boston Pizza because, like, it's a franchise. They've got enough money yeah, to keep going. There needs to be consistency. <laughs> but they just legitimately ran it as if they were just on their last dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the cool. the things like like Matt already just said it. Like you just show up and everything's just already gone to hell already. And and you literally like because like I was the manager, so like I'm literally <laughs> I get on shift and I'm getting told by my boss, "Hey, can you go to these three tables in this order?" I'm like, "Okay." She's like, "Yeah, everything's gone wrong for the last <laughs> hour. Can you go deal with it? I'm too stressed." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." So like. I don't even think, like, normally I would say it's, you know, maybe a little pig-headed to assume that you don't make mistakes. It's everyone else around you. But my legitimate feeling was I didn't have time to make mistakes. Yeah. The only mistakes that's... that I had the ability to create is if I just, like, made something worse by, like, telling someone to go fuck themselves, which obviously never happened. Yeah. But, yeah, like, yeah. I'm just getting there and putting out fires from the jump. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, what are we even doing here, yeah. it's, it, you're, you're, like, giving yourself a pep talk before work. Like, you could do this. You got this, man. You go into war. Like, every time you're gearing up, like, it's, it's bad. It was so amazing, too, because in the same way that you kind of started off with how it was, like, a dark time, I remember 
when I would get to work and I'd be walking in, I always walked in with my head down thinking, I want to be somewhere in my life. <laughs> and every moment that I've slapped off, fucked around, I didn't finish the drill, couldn't finish the rap, just didn't want to. This is the world punishing me for this moment. <laughs> it's, it's my laziness has led me to stay here for any longer than I need to. This is my fault. I, yeah, I was like, I took every day as a punishment. Like, I'm serving my time. Like, I was in a penitentiary. Like, one day I'm good. Now you got scratch numbers in the back. <laughs> and like, you know, you should really think like, that's a fucked up mindset to be in for it, your place of work. It really, really was. Like, yeah. if you're not already depressed, that pushes you so much further into that space. Yeah. And now it's like, I always told people like, if this isn't the place for you, like you gotta do what's right for you. I said that coming from a place where I was like, I'm stuck here, I'm fucked, my life's shit. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that was you someone, can you can get out, I can't, my life's over. <laughs> but like, that it's was too late that was so unhealthy for even me. And like, yeah. I honestly, it was such a bad mindset. And like, I always told myself like I was, I gotta get out of here. I gotta figure it. And it's not even like, maybe someone could be happy in that environment, but the headspace that I was in particular that I know you shared was like, being here longer is really fucking me up. And yeah. it wasn't really until like, Hope was like, no, you need to get the fuck out of there. That yeah. I was like, all right, deadlines met. <laughs> deadlines had, I'm the gone. Day one of not being there, my life was instantly better. Like. Actually, Everything about my life improved as soon as I had another job. Right? It Having just, a new job is oh, like... Yeah, people were happy to see me. Like, it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> weird. Nice. Yeah, hello. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that was something else. So, where did you jump to after? Okay, so... Boston Pizza was like actually one of my first ever non-labor jobs. It was uh, like I was doing landscaping, heavy duty mechanics. I even worked on the oil field for a while. You've literally done everything. I, I've been around the block. I used to like run a hydraulic department. Um, yeah, I got a past. He's <laughs> yeah. got some skeletons. Oh, there we go. Um, but yeah, so then like just trying to change my life, trying to like present myself in a more, I don't know, approved manner like I didn't want to be dirty all the time like and like okay. speaking really loosely I wanted to like <laughs> yeah, yeah. like wear nice clothes and things like that yeah. I, I wanted my job to reflect well that. that's ultimately the thing too like I did a labor job for a hot minute and my biggest complaint was my hands are always dirty I have, <laughs> I have dirt under my that's nails I, I feel up. gross like, yeah so I was I was working from like 13 or 14 and I was just like that was the way it is right so finally like okay let's do something else I got a job uh, bartending up at a ski resort the coolest time of my entire life I was the head bartender and it was like it was awesome. Snowboarding every day and uh, just bartending. Can you online. imagine? Like, it was sick. That would be uh, so much fun. It was like... actually <laughs> sick. It was so cool. So I it's went like from that. A movie. Yeah. <laughs> the season ends and I'm like, this is awesome. I'm going to keep doing that. Go to Boston Pizza. <laughs> and they're like, so excited to, to hire me. They're talking about me being a manager. Yeah, and it's such like an experience. I'm and everyone's thinking 12. They're... Yeah. They think I'm just like the hot shit. And I'm thinking like, oh, imposter syndrome. Like these, they have no idea. I don't know what I'm doing. And <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'll tell you what. Like I won't be a manager for right now. Let's just let me serve for a bit and we'll go from there. I don't want to step on anyone's toes. Exactly. <laughs> like it was that vibe. And like, so the first little bit, it was like, okay. And then it just kind of slowly gets worse and worse and worse. And like, I think by the time you had worked there, that's when it was just, it was everything had fallen apart and it's just a pile of shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so oh. just for the record, did my absolute best to try and make it as tolerable as we, possible. We all did. We all did. Um, but yeah, there was no saving that place. Oh man, it was a it was a weird place to be. 
but after that, I ended up going over to Earl's, and that was like that was an actual restaurant. Yeah. Like it was just instantly <laughs> like people everything. dress up to go there. They, <laughs> yeah. they don't bring their three-year-old children to the entire town. Yeah, people you don't can be nitpick. Proud of the food. <laughs> oh man, it was so fun, and it just I enjoyed being there, and I was just like basically like. Like, it, it didn't feel like work in the sense of, like, what I thought work was, was Boston yeah. Pizza. Like, you're really, really working for that job. Yeah. Sh you shouldn't be working that hard for that kind of job. So it was just, it opened my eyes up to, you're allowed to have fun at work. <laughs> and, and, and even for me, when I would see you after the fact, your mood was tenfold different. It, my life actually got better after that. <laughs> like, everything about my life was just better. It really shows, like, how bad, like, a negative work environment can really, like, mm -hmm. set a really messed up tone for you. And just, like, yeah. seep into your relationships and everything else you got going on. Because, like... Because when you look at it, you're, you're spending at least the eight hours there. Yeah. Regardless of, you're probably getting up an hour at least early for mm -hmm. work. And yeah. if it's a shit environment, you're thinking about it for sure for that hour. The hour after, you're yelling at your wife because you're so soft <laughs> and everything else. And you couldn't tell any of these customers how you really feel. So yeah. You gotta let her know how you felt. Yeah. And that's gonna rub off. Yeah. And then you're going to bed in three hours. Yeah. So you, you have three hours of potential sanity. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's just, it's hard to have those kind of jobs and remain a decent person. Yeah. It's, and it's a struggle. And like anyone that works like nights knows like, like I closed legit legitimately for like, I think two years mm -hmm, straight mm -hmm. pretty much. If you work like night shifts, you're just like, you have no sleep. Cause like for me, it'd be like, I'd get home, everyone's in bed. I'm still a little restless. So like I stay up for maybe like another hour or two. Yeah. And then next thing you know, oh, like it's three or four in the morning. I should yeah. go to bed, sleep eight hours. Oh, cool. It's like noon. <laughs> like, yeah. Let me Time like go to work soon. <laughs> like, yeah. Do literally yeah. one thing, make a meal and then go back to work. And yeah. I'm just pissed. <laughs> like, man, like what oh. am I doing? PTSD, man. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> That's, uh, that was a weird time. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad it's all over. <laughs> it's funny going to like a real restaurant though where you'd be proud of the food. Because like mm -hmm. the thing Seriously. with Boston Pizza that was funny was like, it, you know, completely out of the ownership's control, like the people that were working in the kitchen were something else. It was a different else. level. Yeah. Like, I just, for me, it was like, I had zero expectations. I was like, there's just a bunch of idiots. There's like one or two that are like, they can be helpful mm -hmm. depending on their mood. Yeah. There, was a, there was a lot of people that were like, or I see a lot. There's like two people that like could be helpful if they were in a good mood, but if they were in a bad mood, they could be the biggest problem in the fucking kitchen. And I'm just like, can you just like stop this? Yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm just like, how do I stop caring so much? try to remove myself emotionally. Yeah. What if I just fuck with them the whole time? Then I don't care about them. Like I start paying them to eat gravy skin. Like when the gravy <laughs> bucket sits there for too long and it gets that skin, I'm gonna here scrape that off and eat it. Like oh. just get them to do dumb shit. Little does he know they're doing that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I'll do that again. Uh, <laughs> the new manager's a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> like walk past, um, I walk past like the, uh, was it the dish pit area? And then, like, I just, like, crop dust the dish kit, like, every oh. five minutes. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm like, I don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a toxic work environment. Once, once <laughs> we get to that point, it's definitely, uh, I'm glad both of you were able to make make a personal <laughs> choice to go somewhere better. Oh, oh, what's man. crazy, though, is, like, he said, it. you know, he had it at Earl's. And, like, obviously, I'm at a different restaurant now. It's night and day. Hmm. Like, you, you can't even compare. It's, like... And the thing is, too, is, like, 
my bosses pay more attention to what I'm doing, but I don't feel like I'm stressed in the sense that like they're Nazis, they're always watching me, I'm under some like dictatorship. No, they were running a business properly. They're running like, a business to a point yeah. where I'm like, I respect the business, I'm trying to help the business, I'm not snaking the business at yeah. any turn. Whereas like Boston Pizza, I was like, I felt like I was getting completely fucked around all the time. Then I'm like, why do I care about your business? Yeah, why do I respect yeah. anything that yeah. you're telling me to respect? It's hard to respect it when I feel like I'm getting shit all day. And then it's like, there was like this like notion that like, oh, if you just like, oh my God, you're so amazing. Once a week that I was just like, all of the trauma and like mental and emotional stress I'm going through every week, it's just like forgiven mm-hmm. for like garbage pay. What? Like, yeah. like the amount of money I capped out at, at that job was my training wage at the next one. And I was like, <laughs> bro, like what? Like it was, it was just crazy to me. And like, <laughs> one of my favorite things that happened was I started this habit of going into the, like I say, this is a, I've never even thought about doing this at my new job. It's hilarious for me to look back and think of the shit I was doing at the other one because I just didn't give a fuck. I would like go into the fridge and I would see like these chocolate cakes that have these beautiful chocolate flakes on them. And I'm like, Yo. <laughs> and I did it so often that they would start putting out pieces of cake that were just like missing their toppings. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> and like the owners are like, who the fuck's eating all this cake? I'm like, I don't know, it must be the kitchen guys. And then the kitchen guys are getting shit up to the point where they put a fucking camera in there. <laughs> It's just like, damn, these guys are gross. And they still put out the cake. They did. They're like, oh, somebody ate a topper. Well, let's just, we'll say there's no toppers on these ones. And this thing, so you get, you look on the fucking menu and you see this beautiful (laughs) cake with all this shit and all these flakes and this caramel and toppings and it looked great. It's just the advertising. And then you get one with the fucking strip to the ball. It's just like fucking cream on top. You're like, and like holes where the, where the chips were there was still like a the divot oh my god <laughs> nice it was the divot. yeah it was pretty tough um yeah so i didn't like that place no no okay I, I remember there was one time i had never met in like so there was the owner and yeah. then there was her parents never met them ever didn't even really hear stories about them yeah there was one day it was super busy like most time like just overly busy for how staffed it was <laughs> They won't let me take a break this day. And I'm like starving, I'm so hungry. So it's like over by the server area, getting everything ready. I just reach under, grab a brownie, take a bite. Cause I'm like, I'm ready to pass out. Fucking brownies in my mouth. And I look over and this older lady just walks in and she's like, excuse me, who do you think you are? I was like, no, you did not just take a bite. No, <laughs> I had no idea who this was. Like, I don't even know how to answer this person. Yeah, it was so nerve wracking. And then, sure enough, she just storms off. Brandy comes back. She's like so pissed at me, and, like threatening to fire me. And I was like, "You won't let me stop working. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I've been here for hours." Yeah, it was it was a bad day. Yeah, That's... they had to convince the actual owner that I was like a good employee and stuff, so that she didn't kick me out right then and there. And, like, it got heated very fast because she walked in like red, brown handed. Like, yeah, man, it was bad. The, the face. You know what? I'm amazed that never happened to me because, like, 
I'm telling you, Kyle, cookies and milk time. That was oh. not like a rare thing. That was almost yeah. an hourly thing. <laughs> like, that was. No, you get away wait, with a lot. Remember Timmy's? We got over to Tim Hortons in grade nine together. Sitting at the counter, somebody would, oh, uh, do you have any honey coolers? Oh, just one second, I'll check the bag. Walks to the back, eats one, comes like, oh, no, we don't have any. Right now. <laughs> okay, so just to elaborate on this story, me and Kyle worked at uh, Tim Hortons in grade nine, and, um, they said that, you know, you had to pay for pretty much everything, but there was, like, the couple things that we got for free, from what I remember, was, like, donuts and coffee. Yeah. I think were the only things that they wouldn't charge us for. They could just, we could just have. Yeah. And, like, when you say, like, we can just have, they didn't <laughs> realize how fucking fat I was. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> so, basically, it was, like, Matt knows, because I'm sure he'll get to his experience with Tim Hortons oh. shortly, but... You know, they have, like, the rack there, and, like, the there's pressure for management to have that rack full to look like you got fresh product on there. But, like, if I worked at drive-thru, I would literally, like, walk past all the donuts, grab a honey cruller, <laughs> suck it back like it's just matter, and then I'd go and, like, grab something. But, like, I was so quick at consuming that I'm on my <laughs> way back, I grab another one, <laughs> and, like, all of a sudden, it was, it was water. <laughs> it was a crazy thing about And sometimes it was just a matter of... The coffee machine on this side of the donuts was empty, so I had to go to the other side of the donuts. And that was enough for me to go and suck one back. <laughs> and, like, it's, it would get to the point where the girl that was responsible for baking everything would be like, what the fuck? I made 12 of these 20 minutes ago when they're gone. Oh. And she would get so frustrated because no one knew where they went because I was so quick <laughs> that she would just be like girl baking isn't doing her job and so they shit on her and she's like what the fuck and then so she's putting out more and then finally she said there was one day where i just remember i didn't even pay her attention because i didn't know what she was doing she's just standing there like this and she's just watching the donuts to see where they go because i think she had an idea i think she knew what she was on to me um and so she watched me and i remember like i sucked one back and i looked her right in the face because i didn't know what she was doing and i was just like hey and i just like walked past and she was like like in shock and then I did it again on the way back and then it she waited like a few minutes because I had another thing I had to go get and so I walked past again sucked another one back and she grabs me by the shirt and she's like you're eating on my fucking donuts <laughs> <laughs> and then she I was like I was like yeah you make such good donuts I really like <laughs> like trying to hype her up like I'm not an oh. asshole and basically she was actually way cooler about it than you really should have been. Like, you yeah. should have been just mad at me and tell me Dustin, stop being a fucking asshole and eating all the product. But was she her compromise, she would make me an entire dozen honey crullers, put oh, them in the staff room, and those were my donuts. And I wasn't allowed to eat the ones on display. I could only eat those ones. <laughs> and if I finished all those in the day, she'll make me more. But that was it. Just don't touch the ones on the product. Yo, I, making extra is so easy. I but know. getting rid of the stock, it destroys everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a huge difference between those two situations. <laughs> so like I was like, oh, this is blessed. And now I got I got my cake and eat it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine, man. <laughs> I used it too, I remember um the walk-in fridge, they have like all of the pop bottles, and mm. I was fucking in love with peach juice since like I was a fucking kid. I would always have a bottle like tucked in behind everything. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, someone's got to catch me, right? Like how many times am I sitting in there just fucking drinking fucking product? <laughs> and I'm like, man, there's no one here. Eh? I'll stop. I just put it, stick it back in the corner. And then like no one say anything. And then all of a sudden we get like some kind of like message from management being like, cool. There's 20 bottles of empty <laughs> drinks hiding in the back of these coolers. Yo, where the fuck? Next week the camera gets put up. <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. So grade nine. 
a lot of uh, a lot of Tim Hortons products. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I left there almost the week I quit because I stopped having that donut intake. I lost ten pounds in like a week. Like it was like a quick ten. I was like, oh, I feel lighter already. <laughs> I'm going to high school for the first time. Let's see what this is like. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. So, anyways, um, we finished uh, with Earl's. After Earl's, you. Ah, uh, life got a uh, life got weird after Earl's. Life got serious. Life got serious. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I made a, a terrible, terrible decision, <laughs> and I decided <laughs> to help my parents with their business. Hey, it happened oh. to be a Tim Hortons. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yes. Okay. So yeah, I was uh running this Tim Hortons at 29 years old, and from day one, I just hated my life. And it just slowly got worse, and it was like right back to Boston Pizza vibes. But <laughs> now I'm the manager, and now you're all the shit. Like, <laughs> you're the one telling everybody, "Hey, figure it out." Yeah, yeah. But it was and you got your family involved there too. Okay, so yeah. it's like it's even a deeper frustration. Man, okay. Let me be. This is this is the the true core of it all. My decision was like, okay, I'm gonna learn how to run this business. It's not what I want to do for the rest of my life, but I'm gonna like. Get the. I'm gonna yeah. figure out all the numbers and stuff. I'm gonna learn how to run this legit. I'm gonna yeah. fucking Gary V this shit. Like, yeah. Just yeah. hustle, man. Grind yeah. it out. It is just dealing with people. Okay, so my parents got a divorce within like a couple months of working there, and it just oh, it turned into this huge recipe huge thing. for success. It, exactly. It's great. <laughs> so my parents are like very have very different opposing ideas on how to run a business, and one is very hands on, and one is extremely hands off. Mm. So being in the middle of that, having like one person control everything to the point that everyone hates being there because they're being told how to walk properly. Yeah. And then me being in the middle trying to ease everyone and then all of a sudden that person leaves and the next person comes in and then it's just like so open-ended that no one knows what to actually do anymore. Yeah. Oh, you <laughs> want to take the day off? Yeah, just get it covered. Like, no oh, problem. Yeah. The other person's like, oh, you got no, I need some bills? Let me, let me pay your bills for you. <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Like, it was, uh, it was a very, very polarizing time like it was just every day was just something completely different and depending on the mood of different people was like how the day transpired it's it's, it's, it's uh, so tough because like even just like you know talking about even like dating in the work environment i've always told like other male staff like you don't shit where you eat like if you're dating girls that you're going to be working with if some kind of personal issue gets brought to the workplace like it's going to be hell for you you're going to yeah. hate it and then you know, but at the same time with dating, like you can eventually just like ditch that person if they suck. But like now we're talking about parents and not just one, two parents. Yeah. Like the amount of magnitude to the stress and like internal conflict of like whose side do I take? I don't want to take either side. How do I give them oh, yeah. respect? Like yeah. that's just like it's hurting my head even just to think about it. Man. And you lived it. I lived it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was every day of like, okay, whose side do I have to take to keep the the staff happy, basically? Like right? Yeah. It I mean, was uh it was messed up. Like, so fucking Bethany comes over here and says, like, Matt, I really don't like how things happened yesterday. Yeah. Like, bitch, I have so many other problems. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Watching the cameras and I watch every single staff member go by and take a donut. I'm like, yeah, you deserve that. <laughs> I'm not saying it. <laughs> every single, you're not the only one, I guarantee you, everyone was doing it because I watch the cameras and every fucking person looks around and just yeah okay yeah there's you've had three that's all right man I'm just gonna go tell my baker to just all of a sudden start making more and yeah, I don't yeah. want him getting angry so I'm just gonna be like hey man I think I might get busy make some more we have extra donuts for a reason I don't know why yeah. they just go missing and I just kind of keep everything just going I'm fucking dying keep, yeah like yeah 
Oh man, it was uh, it was it was a very weird environment <laughs> because what I thought my role was going to be was so far off to like what I ended up having to do every day. Running like, the store to just being another well, employee. And like, basically, and there was never any like me running the store. It was like, that's the trick that they got me to yeah. come in kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, no, you work for us. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, so it, uh, that was like, it was extremely weird. I, uh, I don't even know how to ex- summarize it anymore. <laughs> now, not to like, just like dive into like more personal details, but like in the idea of like, Removing yourself from a situation that you didn't like, like, what does that take? Like, do you think, like, what do you think the key is to try and get yourself out of a tough situation? Man, I feel like at the end of the day, I, the things that I pick up on are when someone's arguing, like, with you, like, usually problems get brought up because they want you to argue back. Like, it's not like I want this problem to be solved. It's like, hey, I want to fight with you. And that's what I started noticing quite a bit. So uh, what I got good at was removing myself from situations that I didn't need to be a part of. And the problem with doing that is it's very good for my own personal mental health. Mm -hmm. But that is perceived as like the complete opposite effect to the other person. Where they they see that as like that's my move in this big overall game of this argument kind of thing. Of like okay. multi-week-long arguments and day-long arguments and just multi-faceted okay. situations. Oh, I, I see what you're doing here. I, I can match that. It's I can figure exactly, out how to Exactly, right? So it's yeah. like I'm doing things for my own mental health to keep myself sane in this toxic environment, but at the same time, that's being perceived mm-hmm. as my own defiance, yeah. and it was just so hard to deal with that. Yeah. The, like, it, was, uh, it, was, it was a lot of weird situations like that. Yeah, because... What I'm thinking about, because, like, working in the restaurant, like, I work with a lot of younger people, and sometimes, you know, when it was Boston Pizza, it was literally talking about how do I get out of this workplace, because mm-hmm. so many people were struggling with just working there. Yeah. But, like, even with, like, friends that we've had in the past, you know, most of our friends are good now, but in the past there have been moments, and even some of the, you know, the staff that I work with, they have their own, like, you know, toxic relationships with, like, their significant other or whatever, and it's like having those people find the strength to like realize that what they're doing is so strenuous it mm-hmm. really does take so much of a toll and like you know you always have like just just do it yeah, yeah. But, like just do it is like one of the i don't know it, was, it just like dismisses so many other feelings and internal conflicts and yeah. simplifies things that are so difficult and like hard to really process like it you know, I personally haven't had that toxic relationship that I have to like fight my way out of. Yeah. But like, we've seen it with some of our friends, and like some of the things these girls tell me, like they're some shitty guys. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, yeah. and the thing is, I do just disclaimer: I never tell anyone to like break up with their boyfriend or girlfriend. I never say that because I never want to be the one responsible for the decision being made. Yeah. That's like it's on you. Some dudes just showing up to your doorstep. <laughs> yeah, like, tell my girlfriend <laughs> to break up with me. I didn't say shit. <laughs> I <never won>. Why? <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, the thing is, though, is like the way people talk to others and make them feel just out of like emotional whiplash like mm-hmm. they're, they're lashing out like they'll just say something to you because they're feeling a type of way like people don't realize what they're saying is unhelpful sometimes and sometimes it's manipulative and they don't even realize they're just yeah. talking out of the way they feel and like um for example like <laughs> one of the guys uh sorry one of the girls uh work 
she's saying that uh, her boyfriend said something along the lines of, um, yeah, I've been thinking about breaking up with you lately. Like, <laughs> what? What is that purpose? Does that, what purpose does that serve to help fix whatever's going on here? All that does is make them super anxious, mm. makes them feel like shit, makes them question, should I get out first? Yeah. Like, who checks out first? Well, I don't want to be the one to, like, you know, get my heart broken, so maybe I, you know, and it just creates this fucking, this mental cycle. I'm like, I don't even know how you rebound from that. Like, to me, that sounds like it's digging so far. For, for me, if I were to, like... If I were to hear that, that's like just from the outside looking in, is that this person probably has absolutely no idea how to communicate. If they're even <laughs> saying that sentence right off the bat. Right. So that might be their their way of saying that, hey, there's issues, we should talk about it, without having any idea how to do it. Mm-hmm. So that if, if that person's been with this other person for so long, she probably doesn't know how to talk either. So they're, they're just sitting at like a mental fortitude. So I think the, the big thing with what you were saying about... Um, how to get out of it is to start the communication and have the different experiences. Like for you, getting out of Timmy's was probably a lot easier than it was to get out of Boston Pizza just because of the fact that you've done it. And then after Boston Pizza, you went to Earl's and saw there's two different contrasts. This isn't yeah, this yeah. isn't real life. Exactly. These are both real life. I can choose to have Boston Pizza life. I can choose to have this one. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. m- that might help with relationships as well is once you yeah. see that not every guy or not every girl act the exact same, once you see that a couple times, you can kind of start picking and choosing where yeah. you where you stay and when you get out. Yeah, absolutely. And and like there's, it is so helpful that I think in like Kyle said the Boston Pizza thing because it kind of showed you like once you take yourself out of this, it, it does. Really, yeah, it yeah. really it kind of it it lets you know that something as simple as just like where you're spending your time can have so much impact on the rest of your life. Seriously, yeah. And then you once you have that idea, like, hey, like, because you can sit there and think, well, even if I quit Boston Pizza, my life is shit. But it's not, though. Yeah, you can you, really you that, see that. Like, yeah, yeah. And then you can think, like, man, like, the moment you're able to change yourself, things can get better. And, and, you know, shout out to all the OGs that remember, like, the second or third podcast we did. But I mentioned, like, basically my life motto, the one quote that I've always taken with me is you have to be willing to give up who you are for what you can become. And I feel like that that almost falls into this accidental conversation we're having right now where yeah. like, you know, in those situations, sometimes you can feel like a, in a toxic relationship, we're using that example, you can feel like that's like everything. Mm-hmm. But if you're not willing to like give that up, you don't know how much healthier you can become yeah. outside of that because this is all you've known or you feel trapped. Yeah, well, it becomes a hole. Like you're just stuck in this thing that you either, whether you dug it yourself or you got buried kind of thing. Yeah. You're just there and you don't see anything around you and you have no idea that if you just take that step out, everything's greener over there. Like it's just, yeah, you really, you <laughs> the really sun's don't. out, but you're in this dark hole and you just, you're stuck there. You're literally stuck <laughs> and you don't know how to get out and you don't even realize that there is a potential to get out of those situations. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, it's easy to get dark. I'm going to throw that. a ladder in that hole and let's move to your happy face. <laughs> get yeah. out of this darkness and get, get to where you are now. Uh, so things have gotten obviously better. You're back in, yeah. uh, you're back out here and you're, you're yeah. working on your own business now. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. So like being at Tim Hortons because it was bad right from the beginning and like I didn't go into it with high hopes of like this is going to be so fun. It was like <laughs> I haven't talked to my parents in a while, but this might work out for the better. Yeah. So it was like from early on I need a plan. I need an escape route. Like yeah. I so I just put every dollar I could make away and I just struggled as much as I could on purpose. 
just waiting for like some sort of opportunity. Mm. And then at the very end of last year, a couple of things kind of just happened in my life. And I took that, that however, it, I'm trying not to get too personal because <laughs> yeah. uh, it was uh, it, it was something that like kind of per perceived as like a negative situation and I flipped it around and I turned it into like potentially one of the best decisions of my whole life. Mm -hmm. So I ended up coming back, I moved back and uh, just found my own apartment. And I'm just like fully on my own. Like I have uh, just me and my son and uh, man, I don't know. Life is so weird because I have, like I don't know what tomorrow has in store, but yeah. it's just so much fun being able to just wake up and just decide what I want to do each day. Right. So yeah, you don't know have, what's coming tomorrow, but you enjoy every day. Yeah, yeah. So it's really, really cool. So like every I'm day, like jealous of that feeling. It's, it's <laughs> man, because like you have no idea. Like I have like, it's easy to say that I have no direction in a sense, but I'm like blindly following my intuition, I guess. Um, and I'm just trying to like, I just I've dealt with so much shit for so many years that I'm just dedicating this one year to just like. How creative can I be? How outgoing can I be? Like, what can I do with my life in one year? And I'm just trying to see what happens with all of that. So it's like I have all of this freedom, yet I wake up before the sun rises and I go to bed when the sun sets and I'm just like, Shit. I, it's either like if I, if I have my son with me, then we just play all day. But like if I don't have my son with me, I'm just either sitting at my computer or like just doing specific different tasks that are like, leading towards different goals and uh, just dipping that's my toes the, in a lot of the stuff. the passion kind of thing where it's, yeah, yeah. it's, if you had a job, you do eight hours, you try and forget about it. But mm -hmm. when you have a passion, you can go 16 hours. It feels like you just woke up. That's just it. And it really feels like that right now. And it's just, it's such a weird feeling because I just, I have so much freedom and I'm like specifically choosing to work harder than I ever have in a sense and it's it's still rewarding I, I guess it's we we know what you're talking about but you haven't actually said what your job is just so well, everybody is listening I don't have a job yeah I guess, I guess so. <laughs> um but yeah like no because I'm a like I'm I'm I have built about three websites so far but I'm not ready to start advertising them as of yet so I'm not really talking about them too much okay. but like the, my okay, main okay. task right now is like I'm I'm of opening up a legitimate like media company like mm -hmm. a, a, more along the lines of like professional photography but I'm then also uh, jumping into eventually commercial work and mm -hmm. uh, videography and everything like that yeah um, so I have like a my portfolio web page I just kind of got it finalized in like a a passable rough draft so I'm gonna be posting that soon and then getting some business cards out and then it's just kind of doing more high-end professional work of uh like headshots and uh like like studio photography not yeah i i've had a camera with me for the past 10 years and i love photography but at the end of the day i've always hated the idea of uh like like almost anyone nowadays can just buy a good camera mm -hmm. and become a photographer and they're just that like lifestyle photographer <laughs> of like just go stand in a field and just pretend to laugh and yeah. i'll take your picture and like the pictures are gonna look nice but it's yeah. like that's what fucking everyone's doing yeah. and i just i've never liked it so i have like a, a, a legitimate studio like i have an actual studio with uh lighting and just anything i could possibly need and i just stand in the middle of it and i just go Fuck yeah, like what do I want to do today? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I just did like four uh, studio shoots, the back-to-back -back last week, and they all turned out awesome. And then this week, it was like I had a bit of free time, and I'm like, I'm gonna do some like, some cool photos of like products. So I spent like an afternoon taking a picture of like a shoe, <laughs> and it, like it turned out looking really cool. And it's like, okay, yeah, so I have this now, so what do I want to do with it next? So then uh, once I have like more of a portfolio for studio photography, then I can start advertising like, 
like more yeah. more product stuff with like, yeah. again trying to get into the commercial side. Actually, of like sell your skills. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, like I've seen the pictures; they look good. And yeah. if I ever start looking good online, you're gonna know why. Like, <laughs> yeah. like if I ever post a good picture, is, we're gonna know where it came all from. All we had yeah, to yeah. do to get attracted was to hire a professional. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that? Was? This is a, probably be a hot debate topic. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, yeah, that's the attitude we're going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh. It's uh, it's it's been a lot of fun, and it's like, it's been working out like so interestingly because like everything kind of leads into the next thing. Where like all of a sudden one week I'm doing something completely different from the last week, but then two weeks later all of a sudden that skill is like being utilized in an actual paying job. It's like like fuck yeah, man! It's 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 been working out really cool. So that's awesome. That's how it should be. When you find what you actually enjoy, well. You probably you found it before, but when you realize that this is kind of I can yeah. I can put my own I I like it enough that if I put all of me into it, something good will come. Either I'm yeah, gonna have yeah. good days and no money, or I'm gonna have good days and money. Either That's way, I'm gonna be it. happy. Yeah. So after after Tim Hortons, it was like I can't do this anymore. Like I can't work eight hours and hate it, and then go home and just be upset about it because I hate my situation. Like I can't live like this anymore. Yeah. So I just made that big decision of like I'm literally not gonna do this anymore and I'm just gonna see how long I can go until I have to go with my tail between my legs kind of thing and just get a normal job but so far it seems like this is the right thing to be doing and it just it feels like the right thing and it's just it's been so exciting so not a uh, serious uh, point to remember, but something that made me laugh is you were talking about how because your schedule is so free, you like you know you, you go to bed and wake up whenever you want to, and you've been going to bed when the sun goes down, waking up before it's up and stuff like that. I'm like that sounds so healthy, like you can get so much done. And I'm like, I was I was a time in my life when I was like that, but I chose to uh, go to bed at 5 a.m. and wake up at noon. <laughs> no, no, like, okay. I'll be honest, I'm on like day three of like four or five hours of sleep like the past couple of days have been like heavy work and like i'm like I'm bogging down so i think tomorrow's gonna be like my first day off and like my version of a day off yeah in, uh, in like a couple of weeks and i'm excited for it there you because like today even i was talking to you before yeah. i'm like i like i filmed a whole video before i came here i'm like <laughs> trying like, try to like like build something because yeah. another yeah. thing i'm working on is like i have a 3d printer and i do a lot of computer design and i'm trying to like like design and build things and yeah. uh that one's been a lot of fun but it takes so much work I so imagine. it's trippy. It's trippy. I'm like, I'm, I'm almost ready to launch that one soon and I'm going to start making some things. So, uh, but with that being said, like today it was, I was like kind of on a downhill. Like I was like, okay, I'm like, I was getting frustrated trying to make this one stupid video and it was so simple and it was just like tiny things just weren't going perfect. Yeah. So just getting a little annoyed and then. 11.30 hits, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, now I gotta go do a podcast. I'm like, oh, man, I'm like running around trying to get all my gear ready. And she's like, bro, like, just chill out, man. Like, none of this even matters. Like, just just chill out for a right? second. And it was actually this moment where I'm like, oh, no, yeah, this, I'm getting really frustrated right now. Maybe I'm doing this a little too hard right now. Like, I need to just tone, tone her down. So, uh, yeah, so that's what today's been. It's kind of uh, this realization where it's like, man, I, I can't work myself into the ground. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, good takeaways there for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy because every, everything you're saying, it's like, it's like, I don't know exactly how far you can go with everything, mm-hmm. but every story you hear of somebody successful, it sounds like this. This is how it starts <laughs> off. It starts off with a guy that just found yeah I, I'm not, I don't want to jinx it do not want to jinx it but like anybody you hear it's like they started doing something for 
money is the the end isn't really the end goal. It's just something that will come out of it. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna take a million sh- uh, photo- uh, photographs of a shoe just in case <laughs> you get uh, a deal to take pictures of socks, and you have the same idea. Mm-hmm. Just you're doing all the things that will eventually make money. And yeah, every yeah. story you ever hear of any self-made entrepreneur kind of guy, that's mm-hmm. what it starts as. So, just from the outside looking in. I, I feel I feel giddy inside, for right? You get fired up because you watch all those Gary V videos and you're like, "Fuck yeah!" Yeah, I would quote them, but I don't have anything. <laughs> Always quotes are kind of mean. So. <laughs> um, now to quickly switch it up, since we're off the uh, biography section of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> now I had a question for you guys, and I was watching some uh, local news, and by local news I mean it's not local at all. It's on YouTube, and it has nothing to do with us. Uh, <laughs> In a situation, we have a YouTuber that I'm not even bring up who he is because he's a fucking idiot. It doesn't matter. Now, he's had several controversies and basically, you know, it's just him chilling and then all of a sudden you get, boom, exposure. Look at all these terrible things that this person has done. And then you know how it is. These, these guys online, they're like, oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't what I thought it was. It's not my fault, but I'm apologizing anyway. Yeah. Now, in this situation, the expose has come after the I'm sorry. He kind of is trying to like get on top of it and basically, you know, defend himself and apologize before he's even really been blasted just because he knew he was, it's coming. Do you think in situations it's easier to just jump over something and basically expose yourself than to like let these people kind of talk all this shit and kind of, you know, start the narrative do you think that is advantageous like i feel like like is so the first question i have is is his entire content based on like he like that's what he does for his videos his, his brand is his people? is him no okay. his brand is him okay it's james charles if you don't no I don't. he's a makeup guy but like okay. he sells okay. makeup based off his brand of himself okay so he has an image and he's calling people out well, he, he got exposed. I guess I gotta get the details to give you better context. He's been exposed for, like, talking to, like, younger guys that are underage. Uh, so, uh, most people don't like him anymore. He's uh, kind, of, kind of a creep. I think he said something in his videos about it, like, as if it was just a normal thing as well. Yeah, so it, it, him apologizing for it and, you know, levels of accountability, they're all just kind of bullshit apologies. But most recently, he's getting, like, somebody else is coming out of the woodwork and basically coming up with all these other claims that don't have really anything to do with him being a predator, but more of just, like, shitty character. Mm-hmm. And this guy, and he basically is just coming out on top of it all and just trying to, like, basically say she's lying. And everyone else is kind of just like, wait, what did she say, though? Because, like, those exposés haven't really even hit yet, so yeah, you don't yeah. really know. It's just like... So, for me... Who gives a fuck about his character if he's talking to little kids? <laughs> okay, like, so, you, like that that part doesn't matter. Like it's <laughs> like you you can't apologize for the kids. You can apologize for being a shitty person. You're allowed to be a shitty person. <laughs> Anybody's allowed to be shitty. If you talk to kids, they're go you can't apologize enough to them. <laughs> There's no apology necessary. You are you whatever you did, you need to be exposed for it and you need to be somewhat accountable. Like uh, if if he talked to kids and then he brought like wanted them to go somewhere, that's what the catch a predator guys go for. Yeah. Like the, that exact person. And you're famous and you say sorry, so now it's like we're cool. 
Get the fuck out of here. Like, stop. Don't, don't worry about the character part. I low-key was trying to avoid bringing up the other stuff. So that was the only part that mattered. I know, because as soon as you bring up, oh, will you do that? Oh, fuck everything. Yeah, <laughs> literally, though. What? <laughs> like, that, that's that's yeah. kind of like, that's where the line is. Like, <laughs> oh, he like, dipped it. Like, yeah. uh-uh. <laughs> Ellen was known as a, as a bitch on her cast, but she never talked to underage girls. So, so he, she can go back to work. That's completely <laughs> fine with me. That's it. Like, if, if she was talking to 17-year-old girls or 16 or whatever, yeah, you can have... The rest of it, you can't... You, that doesn't matter anymore, you're here. But if you're just a bitch, you're just a bitch. Bitches are allowed to do whatever the fuck they want. I feel like that's a great point, though. Like, it's like, yeah, but at the end of the day, I can still at least watch that show and yeah, enjoy it. There's going to watch the YouTube. It's like, no, that guy is a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> Hold levels, on a sec. Definitely levels of magnitude. It's like, oh, I really don't like their personality. They're not very pleasant. And then it's like... Oh, you're pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You're a predator. Yeah. 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 You know, and to that point, I completely agree. I think it definitely negates everything else I was talking about, but um, it actually also reminds me there was another like YouTube story. Um, this guy, EDP445, I don't know, shitty username, big fat black Captain guy, talks some shit. He literally is this YouTuber guy. It's been around forever. And he was on one of those, like, yeah, predator poacher YouTube channels where he showed up to meet some young girl. Oh. And the guy's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, man, am I going to jail? <laughs> like, it was Yo. super cringe. because he that guy had a video previously talking about, like, it's not that weird going after 15-year-olds. Well, no, because what, what happened is, what happened was oh, he, he's been, like, people have called him out for messaging underage people before. Really? This isn't, like, a new thing. Yeah. And he goes, he, he made a video basically saying he would never, denying it up and down, saying, I don't do that. It makes me sick. Like, he said he was, he was, like, not about it. And now this happened. Yeah. And he got caught in the flesh. Yeah. It wasn't just like they leaked some messages. He showed up. Yeah. He was here to meet the decoy. He was ready to go. He brought Jimmy's, I think. Like, he was ready to go. And then, yeah. And then he basically, like, admits to all of his faults. He's super accountable in the video. And he's like, wondering, like, oh, I'm just, like, worried about going to jail and stuff like that. Like, thinks he should be in jail. Mm-hmm. And then eventually he's, like, on the phone or something. And he ends up, like, leaving. And they're just like you know, turning everything over to authorities or whatever. Um, but then a twist of events, the the dude that exposed him got exposed for saying a bunch of racist shit in the past, so like on video, and he gets deleted off YouTube, and uh, See, it seems yeah, like everything's kind of falling to the wayside. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I feel like those are two different scenarios. Like, if you're racist, you're just a fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you just, you probably got brought up a little wrong. Like, <laughs> your parents probably were racist. But like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Things like that. Like, but yeah, if, if you're actually like, going after young children, that's a, that's a yeah. whole other level of like, who you are on the inside. Yeah, that's so a, YouTube's kicked him off YouTube. Okay. But he's making his own website and he released a video on his own website. I'll make my own website. Basically just I'll cussing out the dude that got him banned, calling him a fucking idiot, all this stuff. Wow. Doesn't address anything about the fact that he got right. caught and trying to meet up with a little girl. <laughs> I feel like at that stage, like, so th- the thing with online is people will have like their who they are as a person and then Mm -hmm. they have their persona Mm -hmm. and they're they tend to be very different and they forget that it's the same person so once they are accustomed to their persona it kind of turns into this thing of like all i need to do is be that person and if i continue being that person things will just kind of catch on again and people don't really question things that happened in the past so if he just continues making his own content on his own site where it has no connection to his past 
chances are his personality that he's already honed in will start gaining traction again. And it's it's this thing where he is then disconnecting who he is on the inside versus who he is on the outside into two different people again, forgetting that it's still the same person, yeah, right? Because changing and creating his own new narrative. Exactly, yeah. So then he can just kind of keep doing the same thing he was doing because that's what he knows how to do and he knows how to then gain that traction again, right? Yeah. So it's kind of this thing of like, once you've been doing it for that long, Man, what's gonna stop me? <laughs> I'm. I see. I totally agree with that. And the thing is, is I don't really want him to be successful because he's no, a no, no. So it's, like, yeah. So but that's... it's tough because what you're saying is very real. But I feel like I'm. My hope though is that because he's making a new website. Yeah, that's kind of stupid. The most people who do that, it doesn't work. Right? Because like, so... who's gonna go? I was like, man, I you know, can't watch this guy on YouTube anymore. I'll go to this random you, website. You have yeah. to have a huge name to just mm -hmm. create your own YouTube that's just you talking. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like you get you get views once a week. <laughs> me too. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's me too. just me. <laughs> the whole thing. Can you but, imagine if you spelt that wrong and all of a sudden it's meat tube? And I bet that's a porn site. I don't know. I Jamie? don't. I don't know, I yeah. it up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I, I bet it is. <laughs> like, oh, it's even with it, like, how do people have the audacity to message, like, anybody on the internet? Like, I'm, like, if I were to go onto, like, you see Barstool Sports, they start posting a bunch of, like, half niggers or whatever. I'm not even gonna follow that, because I know Brittany might take a look and see that. But my friends might, might take a look and see, oh, this guy's doing this. But these people are like, oh, look, it's a 15-year-old on TikTok. I could probably DM her. It'll pro yeah. Nobody will know. Like, right. I've only got, like, 50,000 followers that care <laughs> about what I talk about. They won't know. Like, how do you have, like, how do they have the balls to just go ahead and do reckless shit like that? <laughs> Honestly, like, I swear, like, <laughs> like, how many times do famous dudes have to get exposed for guys to, like, realize... Bro, you need to like sign NDAs to talk to anybody. Honestly, these days. pretty much. Yeah. Basically, yeah. What, I, I think Justin Bieber. If you go to his, obviously none of us are going to his house. But when when he has anybody to his house, they they have to sign an NDA before they go in. Whether or not they're like dating, doing whatever, they just have to sign one before they go in because he's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna say. Yeah. Exactly. Like if I say one bad thing, you could corrupt like a billion dollar business. Yeah. So you gotta bring. A they don't let anybody talk. I can't even imagine sense. living a life like that where you're so paranoid about like what people may or may not say about you or something like that. Like everybody lives that life. Yeah, That's I the thing. He is, he just has actual consequences. Like like if if something happened to us, the consequence would be that seven of our friends would stop hanging out with us. So we'd be down to one. But, but I, for him, it's an entire business. He loses sponsorships. He loses blah blah blah. But we have the exact same feeling. It's just that we don't know what's on the other side of it. I guess I I feel like the difference is that things that we do, like yeah, like we live in a world where we can also get like exposed, but things that he would get exposed for aren't or like usually more. It's just like it's a bigger thing and it's a more broad-reaching area than something that we could get in trouble for. Like if I could be, if I said something like, "Man, I think Ellen fucking sucks because of so and so," you know, no one cares. But, like, yeah. he could say, Ellen's a fucking bitch, fuck her. And all of a sudden, it's like, Justin Bieber doesn't like Ellen? Yeah. yeah. What yeah. is the beef? Ellen, what do you have to say? Address this concern. Yeah, and it's yeah, everywhere. Yeah. I guess I, that's a, a shitty example of a broad-reaching thing, but I guess that's what I kind of mean. There's things that yeah, he I can get so. shit for or get blasted for or exposed for that'll make a headline that I could do. And you're like, 
Like, no one gives Not a fuck. Not gonna lie, I want to be able to do that. <laughs> I want to be able to tweet something and have everybody mad at me. Like, oh, they all listen. Kyle's the ambitious one. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I want to. That's the goal. So I feel like that's Elon Musk. He just he pisses yeah. people off on purpose. Yeah. Right? Just, you guys hear about the SNL people. thing? Yeah. He goes yes. to Dogecoin's a hustle, and everyone's like, "What? But sell?" But, but that's that's the yeah. thing. Is the only people that were selling were the old people that still watch SNL. Like nobody watches <laughs> SNL anymore. You go on YouTube like an adult. You don't right. wait for Saturday night at like eleven o'clock to start watching comedy, right? I, like this kid comments everywhere. <laughs> like he, he says that bunch of old cable. people sell. Yeah, yeah. Like I have cable, but it's because Britney's dad wants it. Yeah, like, I, okay, I don't use go. it. Yeah, you don't have cable. Britney's dad has cable. You pay for. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> but but yeah. So basically, I I heard somebody talking about Elon Musk and how he's because he, uh, everything he does seems like it's. It's just straight calculated. Like his presence on Twitter is just making jokes and kind of seeming funny and relatable, even though he's a billionaire. Like he's one of the richest people around, but everybody thinks of him as Elon Musk. Not mm-hmm. the CEO of Walmart, not the CEO of Walgreens, wherever. He's Elon Musk. So he, he kind of makes it so that people like him, even though they shouldn't. He's, he's the anti of everybody that yeah, not well, want it's, billionaires it's guerrilla advertising, really, because like Tesla doesn't even have a PR department. They don't yeah. do advertising. It's like Lamborghini. Like no, you don't see a Lamborghini commercial. Yeah, it's the same thing. So he has this image to uphold because he wants people talking about him. Like, yeah. It's, so it, whether or not it's calculated or he's just being an idiot on purpose, kind of thing, like just to have fun. Either situation, it's still like on purpose in the sense of yeah. the more people are talking about me the more advertising that I have and right. like I'm, la- I'm launching rockets too by the way oh yeah buy Dogecoin oh I'm also launching rockets though rockets rockets <laughs> yeah he just tweets about SpaceX all the time yeah, yeah. so it's like oh yeah I'm, I'm putting a Dogecoin on the moon with right. my rockets right. the par- <laughs> so it's just advertising really the paranoid bum in, in me is like Man, I gotta turn on my notifications for Elon Musk. I never know if the world's gonna turn today because of one of his tweets. So I see all of his shit all the time now. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, if you ever see Elon Musk tweet, whoops, like, bunker down. You don't know what just happened. Right? I think I. it's funny you say that, though, about him, like, being so off-brand because... There's like that, there's a picture that I saw circulating all the meme pages on Instagram recently where it's like, billionaire here, look at this billionaire, the, 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 all these like rich people just being like normal in their suits, being professional. And it's Elon Musk on Joe Rogan, he's got the yeah. thighs, like, mm, yes. <laughs> he's just getting ripped. And I was like, that's funny. That's why he's fucking, you know, he's found this like, almost like Seth Rogen comfortableness where mm-hmm. it's like, he can talk about things that aren't professional and do things that aren't professional and people are just like but I fucking love that person and everything yeah. they create and you're just yeah. like all over it regardless like because well, it's a level of raw that you just don't see in that that definitely. that level of professionalism yeah, yeah, a real life person money. yeah so whether it's calculated or not whether it's just him being him or whether it's like I need to be this kind of relatable person so that I improve my image at the end of the day it's still like that's him saying all that shit right like yeah I can try and be the most outgoing person I can, or I can be like more professional. But at the end of the day, I'm choosing both of those situations, right? So it's a uh, it's a pretty interesting thing, and I think that's why so many people like him. But also, yeah. like, he can come off as an idiot. So many I, times. Uh, I have a, a buddy of mine that I work with, and um, you know, every he's he's been trading stocks for a while, and like I've tried it here and there, and then I was off it, and then I like he'd been talking about it so much, and I'm like. Let me dabble, you know, because like, 
I come home, basically the thought process to me was like, I come home, if I got nothing to do and I go play Xbox, talk to the boys, maybe we'll play some like NBA 2K or something and we'll play like my team or ultimate team or whatever the fuck team it is for that particular sports game and, and it's like, oh, you know, if you don't already know, you need to build your team with all these superstar players. But, like, you gotta earn, you gotta play hours and hours to earn points to buy packs of cards, like Pokemon cards, and yeah, then you open yeah, it up and you'll get, like, a cool player in one, and you'll get to use that player. And I'm like, what if I just, like, buy them, though? <laughs> and then, so you know, it's like 20 bucks a day keeps Dustin happy. And I'm all of a sudden, I'm like, you paid, what, 70 bucks for the game, and maybe put, like, I remember one NHL when I was in college. Oh my God, I probably put $280 into my Ultimate Team. Easy. Easy. No way. And I was like, I stopped playing Ultimate Team after that, because I was like, I can't afford to just be dropping $400 on this title every year. It's yeah. not okay. And like, yeah, I've slipped up and done it on different titles on different years because that it was NHL and then maybe four years later I did it in Madden and then this year I did it in NBA and I'm like fuck Dustin stop hmm. but like I was like if I'm just going home and just like casually throwing 20 bucks into my video game what if I casually threw 20 bucks into an investment yeah. maybe I'd be an adult one day like that was the thought it's process the right way to think about it. and then so like I uh, I talked to him about it so now we're like I have like you know it's not like I have a lot of money into it like it's chill but like He's investing all the time. I'm like, man. And I'm like, I see like the Dogecoin tweets and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't have a fucking clue what's going on. But like, who knows? Maybe it is, maybe it is going to the moon. Maybe Look, fucking okay. Bitcoin is <laughs> okay. going to the moon. So, I know you know more about this. So yeah. you can. Yeah. Are, do, are we talking about Dogecoin for a second? Or, uh, yeah. I, I only know a little bit about Dogecoin. But from like, from the outside looking in, it's... It's obviously, it's a made-up one off the meme of the Shiba Itsu, or whatever the dog is. Yeah. But, uh, it seems like it's going, it's gonna keep going up until the people that have the most money in it will pull out. They'll, like, I, I feel like it's set up so that regular people are, it's, oh, it's cool, it's Dogecoin, whatever, they put their money in. And then the people with all the money, once it gets to, like, the $5, whatever... They decide, okay, we're done. We, we take it out, now we put it into the Bitcoin or whatever the cryptocurrency they actually want to go. Because yeah. nobody wants Dogecoin to be the real currency. That's the big the big key with Bitcoin is that it's supposed to take over for the dollar. Not not that you just, oh, it's, it's worth so much dollars, you can trade it in. The idea is that eventually it's worth so much Bitcoin. And dollars are worth so much Bitcoin, not that it's a... A different entity, I guess. No, that's yeah, that's that's quite accurate. It's uh, like at the end of the day, like the famous saying is, the market can stay irrational longer than you can stay solvent. So like for all we know, like Dogecoin might just be launching. It just keeps going and going because like it's the the game theory where the more the higher it goes, the more people want to get into it. And as long as those people hold on to it, it'll stabilize, and then that's mm. its new price, right? But yeah, like you're saying, the supply of it is like there's billions of it and there's thousands made every day i think even more i think like i think the white paper says there's like a couple million made every day so like the inflation rate of it is massive right like it's just the supply is getting added to every single day um but yeah there's that potential of the people in the beginning where it was like almost free to purchase you yeah. can buy so so much of it that now that it is almost worth a dollar these new people who are like oh yeah i'm gonna get rich because it is about to hit a dollar it's like well yeah but you're dealing with pennies where the, those people are dealing with millions and yeah. billions like i think it's at 70 billion now or something like that or no i don't think it's that high 
but ah, fuck, it might be, but it could be anything. So, like, <laughs> I think when it first started, it was at a penny. So people were buying like thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands at a penny. Yeah, yeah. So once so, it gets to a dollar, that's that's big money. Yeah, the people don't realize the. It's like the, the tokenomics behind it, basically, of like the spot price times the actual circulating supply. And it's just, in order to make a profit off of it, you have to either buy a lot before everyone else, or you just have to play that I might risk everything kind of game. So you just throw everything in and hope that you can take it out before everyone before else does kind of thing, right? Yeah, so and you like you look at the the past history of it and it's a pretty consistent thing of like it shoots right up and everyone gets super excited and everyone talks about it and everyone talks like oh it's taking over bitcoin and then it crashes again yeah. and then it goes back into the normal like oh, okay these are the real coins and then a couple years go by and then all of a sudden it fucking happens again and everyone's like oh this is the real thing and now we're here so yeah. banks are going to figure out how to step around it and just make a better product of what they're offering which they can um or it could literally suck the entire financial world upside down like it's the the potential behind all of it is just it's mind-boggling the the math behind yeah. it all is just absolutely insane yeah but it comes down to they're all so in their infancy that if the banks can figure out how to step in and just do their own version of it and like a version that they can fully control then it's it could just be tossed off as like oh well that was a fun experiment and just kind of goes away that's that's the big hard part though is that the the big like kind of th driving force behind bitcoin is that it's not controlled by anybody technically mm -hmm. anybody could go out start mining do it nobody's in nobody actually holds on to it because like for a bank for instance like when we put our money in technically all we're doing is borrow there we're borrowing it to them so they have the, they have the money and if they if we go to get it and they happen to go under or whatever it's no longer there whereas mm -hmm. in bitcoin there's nobody that that is in charge of that money it, yeah, it's, it's always changing so that's where the the big risk in it obviously is but it's it's your money there's nobody else that's kind of dipping their toes into it yeah you have 100 percent control about it the, yeah. the thing i find crazy about banks is like like it's just been going on for so long and everyone's been so unaware of this but now that information's becoming more freely available it's starting to become apparent that like banks are just controlling everything and like yeah. not in this like oh big banks and like everything that conspiracy is like no legitimately like we pay money for the allowance to for them to hold on to our wealth so that we're not encumbered with all of our currencies and stuff. Yeah. we don't have to have paper money anymore mm -hmm. so we pay for that premium but on top of it they're also then using that money to their advantage so that they can profit off of it and it's like there's no secret about that that's just how it works so yeah. we pay them for a service that they benefit from immensely so it's it's just it's so crazy because on top of it when you're making like if you're doing a transfer and you want to send money to like a different bank account or pay for something online it's seemingly instant but what's actually happening underneath is like it has to go through different companies and like people have to sign off on it and like the actual transfer takes days where for you and me it seems like it's right away yeah. where with currency or cryptocurrencies it's when it, it goes from one account to the next account and then that's it it's just direct access so yes no there's a lot of potential for it yeah yeah so it's uh it, it's a crazy thing but banks just have so much power and so. i just feel like an asshole for having a bank account but i'm like man it's yeah, bank so I'm holding it all under my bed. I'm like, then someone would just take it. But <laughs> like, what's worse? But, Put it in Bitcoin. But is someone taking it or the bank fucking using it? I but, don't know. Well, now there's options when you too. say it like that, though, 
how much money are we actually keeping in our accounts often? Are we are we keeping like do we are we filling up the bank? <laughs> are we getting paid and then paying our bills? Are we yeah. we're paying our mortgage? We're paying our gas right like we're paying most of our things right away. So at most you're having like five bills underneath your bed if you're not making like a crazy amount of money. Mm-hmm. So you're not really. It's not, they're not helping us. Like for, for people that are making millions, yeah, you should have to pay a premium for somebody to hold on and manage and ledger your, your money. But for people like us, we're paying you 40 bucks to show us how much money we have. It seems ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's a fine line. Um, like I could get into it a little bit more and say like, what if there was a scenario where every single paycheck you put all of your money into Bitcoin and then actually put it on a on a contract where you could like lend it out to a company or lend it out to a, a, a essentially a website or a smart contract. So with that lend, you're providing that uh, contract liquidity and you can take out loans from your own, or from borrow or from, you can loan them money and then you can borrow money off of them. So you're taking a loan out of your own assets. So you could essentially always put your money in and then as you need it you just take out little bits as a loan and you're never actually touching your uh, underlining asset so as that thing increases in value over the years eventually your uh, loan that you took out from yourself it becomes easier and easier to pay off because then you could take out another loan from your same asset pay off the first loan get that asset back and then take out an even bigger loan and you can kind of just keep transferring money back and forth that's provided if this is a thing that continues to rise in a in an asset price. If if this okay. truly does happen, then it's a it, there's a potential to just live off of your own money for the rest of your life, and that's that's a really really trippy thing. So, you said a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's some real shit. I, I, I was I was like I was mostly following, but I got a couple questions. Couple yeah. Questions. So, cool. so the the main difference in this this scenario is that when you put your money into the into the bitcoin and take loans out of that Mm -hmm. is that unlike money if you were to put your money into a bank account technically anytime that they make money your money depreciates so the money that's in there is no longer an asset it's it's uh you're kind of losing money as you're going whereas when you put into bitcoin it's that amount it's that amount and it's going up and Mm -hmm. it's always worth that amount yeah so like let's say let's say to make it easy numbers let's say you put in one bitcoin into this uh like smart contract so whatever the value of that at the time, you can take out that much money. Like you can't take out, like there still has to be that wiggle room, but let's say you put in one Bitcoin at that time, it was worth $20,000. You can take out $10,000. Later on when that one Bitcoin is then worth $50,000, you only still have to put in $10,000 to get your one coin back. Okay. So there's a difference between the one Bitcoin versus the monetary value that you took out at that current time okay so it's a it's an it's an investment without uh without as much risk yeah i guess because you 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 risk the 10 grand you you immediately you already know you have 20 you're taking 10 out of it Mm -hmm. and worst case scenario you owe 10 back Mm -hmm. but best case scenario you've got 50 grand there you put the 10 now you're sitting with 40 grand yeah so then you kind of you can rinse and repeat and just kind of keep doing this and uh Provided this truly is a deflationary asset that's just slowly over time, more and more people are going to invest into it and understand that they can truly become their own bank and just live off of their own investments and actually own their money for once in their life, then there really isn't a need to have any banks because those services can be provided within different assets or within different networks and ecosystems within the whole cryptocurrency world. 
It's uh, it's it's really trippy, and uh, there's so much potential that I don't think most people have realized. But because it's only potential and it's not 100% realized by the majority, it's still it can be easily yeah. capped off as like ah fuck it is a scam kind of thing. Yeah. But it's, I, it's I crazy. feel like what you're saying right now in 10 to 15 years will just be normal it because quite possibly because right now like i, I kind of look at the entire world with where there's people that are still in charge that are in their 60s 70s 80s that didn't grow up with computers they, they didn't grow up the the biggest thing that they saw was uh phone went from wired to unwired yeah that, yeah, was, that was a big thing whereas like our our age we kind of at around 10 or 11 we started seeing computers the age underneath us they they're born with them like, yeah yeah like my daughter understands to grab the xbox controller when she wants to watch tv she just she understands technology my son asks a fucking robot questions about the day and it answers <laughs> and he's gonna grow up in that world That's yeah crazy so so in in 20 years from now these are the people that are going to be kind of in charge mm -hmm. their whole lives they understood that technology is easier yeah that doing yeah. something doing something by hand or going going to the library to look up what happened last week or like 10 years ago, you could just look at this and ask it. So they're going to start looking at, okay, bank, do I need to go in, wait in a line to yeah. do anything in my life? No, I could, if I wanted dishes, I, I could get, skip the dishes right now mm -hmm. without leaving my room. Why do I need to go to the bank to get cash? Yeah, so the same. Yeah, like the conversation you have is, I think it's ahead of its time, but it's going to be what's what the regular is. Quite potentially, yeah. Because the people that are in power right now and like, I, I hate talking about conspiracy and like big government and all that shit. Like, I like, love it. <laughs> <laughs> only because it's such, only it's such a deep hole and there's yeah, so you many can, aspects you go to it. Right? But like beyond, you hate it. He loves it. <laughs> beyond all of that, the people who are in power right now are exactly what you said. Like yeah. these are people who grew up like in a very different world, a very different mm -hmm. mindset. Everything was different for them and the, just things are now becoming uh, uh, changing and it's just normal for us. So of course those people are gonna go, no, that's the most ridiculous thing, that yeah. makes no sense, it'll never work, because they do not have the ability to understand something like that. Yeah. It's, it's I heard, just- I heard a quote, uh, pow power always tries to, def uh, power rejects greatness. Yeah. If you're, if you're in power and you aren't, you don't have the best product, you're gonna re reject anybody else that's trying to come at that because yep. If, if they're better than you, everybody will know it once it gets out to the light. Yeah. So they have to try and cycle All it. you can do is just try and shit talk that one thing for as yeah. long as possible so that you can hold on to your piece of the pie for as, <laughs> before you... Basically or, how Dustin argues. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter what your point is, as long as I can fight you long enough <laughs> that you forget. Speaking <laughs> of fighting, segue. Yo, Logan Paul, Jake Paul. Let's hear it. I want to hear this. Okay, so Jake Paul just fought... So I guess I'll start from the beginning. Jake Paul, YouTuber. Yeah. He does a YouTube celebrity boxing match a couple years back against this guy named Deji. Deji's like a fat gamer guy. He's not really that athletic, so he gets knocked out. No one's not really surprised because Jake was a pretty good wrestler and high school football player okay. back in the day. He's in good shape. Well, Jake's been training this whole time since then. So he's been basically, he fell in love with boxing after that. And he's been hard, consistent training. Yeah. And like the most legitimate thing you can say about this guy is he's been pouring so much hours and okay. effort into training to be a boxer. Yeah. Okay. Despite having really nothing before that. Yeah. He's in the last three years, he's become a boxer. Yeah. Hmm. Um, then he fought this guy, you know, after he fought that guy, everyone was like, hey, well, you didn't fight anybody good. Like fight, you know, this guy named Nate Robinson who's a pro NBA player. At least he's an athlete. 
So then you fight this guy. Well, Nate Robinson is not really that imposing of a boxer. So yeah. Nate Robinson gets knocked out too. And yeah, the yeah. Part, like, Nate Robinson was talking all this shit like, oh, I've been boxing since I was eight. And then he gets <laughs> in the ring and he's... He's throwing these yeah, terrible okay, hands. Okay, I already so, have some ideas, but so, I, want, so, I want to hear yeah. this. So Jake knocks him out, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, like, really ugly. It's a good clip of him getting knocked out. Oh, yeah. okay. It was everywhere. Well, then everyone's like, okay, well, you fought this guy. He's a shit basketball player. He just wasn't impressive. Now you get to fight, like, an actual fighter. So then he fights this guy named Ben Askren. Ben Askren's a former UFC fighter and Olympic judo champion, I think. Well, but, Olympic wrestling. Olympic wrestling? Yeah. Okay, whatever. Yeah, Ronda Rousey's judo. Anyways, yeah. Olympic wrestler. So he's got merit, legitimate fighting merit. Um, people are just concerned though because he's not a striker; mm-hmm. he's a wrestler. Yeah. So he pushes people around. He can take him. Yeah. Everyone's like, but he's fought guys that were legit strikers, and he's there's clips of him getting you know pounded on, and he's fine. So like he can handle it. He can do this. He can knock out Jake. But then he like you know he shows up to like weigh ins. He looks fat. And I guess that's like his mo. He always looks fat. Yeah, he's always and been I'm just like, fluffy. Huh? huh? And then they fight, okay. and then it's like. 30 seconds in, Jake knocks him out too. Yeah, okay. I'm just like, man, and somebody hit the, this the guy. The big thing with it is that he knocked, like, as when he said he gets pummeled, Ben Aspen has only been knocked out once. It was a flying knee, just disgusting. He's infamous for it because he got knocked out by it. But other than that, he's never even been, like, stunned okay. in his entire career. And he gets, he lasted, like, 30 seconds. With, yeah. with Jake Paul in a mm. ring. So and that's taking abuse, taking real abuse, gets gets wobbled in 30 seconds? So people well, are already... the last time he fought? A while. I, I think it's probably been a minute for yeah, sure. Yeah, it was like a year, year and a half or something. But, so now everyone's like, okay, well this guy's not, he, he's not a good fighter. That was bullshit well, too. Well, everything is a muscle. Like, yeah. even being punched in the face, you get good at that, and then you, yeah. you don't get good at it. So the thing is, is now Jake, he's on fucking top of the world, because he's the man, he made a fuckload of money selling pay-per-views. This, see, this, this is where I'm, I'm, I'm this seeing is, this, he's a businessman. Yeah, he, he's, everyone's gonna knock him out, right? Have you, you've never heard of Jake and Logan no, Paul? No, so I know who they okay, are, okay. I just don't follow them on purpose. Uh, I knew that there's been some boxing thing going on with yeah. one of them. I thought it was kind of both. It, yeah. yeah. So right. and and it is because um his brother Logan Paul. So in that same first boxing match, Logan Paul fought this guy named KSI who's actually Deji's older brother. KSI is actually the one that was like I'll fight somebody. He yeah. was the one that like started this whole YouTuber boxing thing and he was actually a good fighter, mm-hmm. and him and Logan, you know, they went, they fought to each other. I, they went to decision the first round, um, and then they called it a draw. Yeah, and then they had a second fight, and then it went to decision again, and they gave it to KSI, and so he was like the man. But then, that's basically all been forgotten because yeah. Jake Paul's been making money fights. Yeah, and so he's I making see that. money out of it. Whereas Logan KSI, was the guy, yeah. just to get publicity. But then Logan, he he takes to another level. He doesn't go after Nate Robinson or Ben Askren. He goes after Floyd Mayweather, publicity, the biggest fighter of our generation. Yeah, okay, arguably history. And now they're set to fight. You know, in a couple weeks, I think it is now. Yeah. But so they had their press conference. I think a week after Jake won his most recent fight, where he's just like. You know, ecstatic. He, he has made forty-five mil off pay-per-views. Yeah, That's all I, I, everything about this I see <laughs> from a business. You're just yeah. hearing money. Yeah, yeah. They, these guys, they they picked a niche that isn't really talked about anymore. Boxing used to be huge. Now yeah. it's kind of this thing that's off to the side. Yeah. These people are like, this is the perfect opportunity to really yeah. make a splash in like the general public yeah, mass yeah. media. No matter no matter how you look at these guys, they're 
brilliant business people. Yeah, it, it's, hmm. it's super yeah. tough because like they're really, I mean, for me, they're very unlikable, but they're making so much money. Like, what am I going to say? Like, they're so fucking rich and it's only continuing because they're like the Kardashians. They can just yeah, magnify off people's outrage. I see that specifically as like you love to hate them kind of thing. Exactly. So it's like, hell yeah, I want to watch this guy fight because either he's going to win and then it's a good fight or he's going to get his ass kicked and then I go, fuck yeah. Like, <laughs> so that's, exactly. that's really interesting. And, and uh, I think they picked a good choice. <laughs> right? And then so most recently, because like I said, there was like the press conference. So Jake Paul shows up at Logan's press conference and gets like in a face-to-face, you know, shit-talking fight with Floyd Mayweather. Hmm. He like grabs his fucking hat and like just kind of like jokes around and then he gets like beat up by security and he, he enrages Floyd Mayweather to the point where Floyd's like I'm gonna fucking kill you he's like get the paper and I'll fight both of you in the same night like he's ready to he just wants to hurt them now well it, and Floyd is just as money hungry as they are that's I see, the I only see all of this there. is like WWE yeah. from Floyd, the 90s that, like it seemed so real at the time but it was so obviously fake like, <laughs> yeah that's how I see this no, <laughs> and then and like also for your business idea is that he he grabbed he said got your hat so oh. 30 minutes after the fight he's he's putting out merch got your hat merch he gets a tattoo on his leg got got your hat switches his Twitter name it of starts trending course. immediately yeah, he, you he, have to. Take I think things. he sold out immediately on, on everything he put out. So he, of that's he did. that's all he was there for. And then also during the press conference, he pulled his shoelace off, <laughs> like just just asshole immature things. But Man, he's making so much money, and it's like but, I don't want to see him succeed. But like he's making so much money, and it's so calculated and smart that I'm just like I have to respect it. You and, know. And here's here's the thing where it, like because I I I I watch a lot of their stuff. I don't really watch Jake Paul because that's his whole stick is being an asshole and like he's yeah, he's public never. enemy number one and like there's some things I'm sure he's done that were exactly that's who he is as a person but he does a lot of it for the money mm-hmm. so yeah. I, I just don't pay attention to anything he's doing because it's just it's not really positive shit that I want to watch but Logan Paul like everything kind of every time Jake does this stuff it kind of takes away from him because the entire time they're having a proper press conference they're doing everything normal and then this huge fight breaks out, and now everybody's like, oh, Floyd's gonna really fuck up Logan Paul. And he's like, I didn't do shit. I was just here. I'm, I'm, on, the, I'm on the sideline. Yeah, I'm, he's my brother and everything, but this wasn't my plan. Yeah. And so he, he gets thrown into the kind of, we're both, we're both evil guys. Like, I think, like, five years ago, he did the Japan thing, where he went to the, the suicide forest. Yeah, yeah. Did all that. Since then, it seems like he's been basically like, I've got money, I don't need to be an asshole for... For fame anymore, so he hasn't been doing like the same crazy shit. But yeah. they all they always get looped into the same kind of circle. It seems like. But the the big thing with this fight though is, like everybody kind of counts out Logan and Jake, and like Logan's not he's not gonna beat Floyd Mayweather. Nobody has. So he's he's not gonna beat him. But to clown him to say he he won't land the shot, like that's that's where people are are getting <laughs> a little weird. Same as with Jake Paul saying that he's not a real boxer until he fights like. They like talking about fight, fighting Tyson Fury or Canelo. It's like, yeah, he's not a real fighter until he fights the heavyweight champion. You don't know those names, right? As I said it, I was like, he doesn't know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> I, I can't. The, the heavyweight champions. So basically, they're putting him in the. They're ranking him as if he should be fighting for the title, yeah, but saying yeah, he's not yeah, a boxer. Yeah. It's it's like kind of contradicting opinions, man. But like but, he's just out here just trying to make money. But yeah, yeah. Like, see, this Floyd I, fight is going for hundred mil each. Feel like. You, man, I'm gonna make some wild predictions that are like made up off the top of my head. But I feel like <laughs> that's what, we're going that's what we do every day. May, Mayweather 
is like, I like I don't follow the boxing world at all. The only time I ever see things about Mayweather is about him talking about all of the money that he has and how yeah. much money he's making and yeah. just how fucking dirty wealthy he is. He is probably working with them. He's going to lose the fight, and it's going to be the highest paid fight of all time, and Jake Paul or the whoever the hell. Yeah, and he like he's going to lose this fight, and it's going to be like the last time he ever, ever fights because he has so much money at this point, and this is his last chance to make more money than he'll ever make in the rest of his career. So this is this is the moment where he loses his fight because he's gonna get knocked out <laughs> by this total fucking douchebag, and they're gonna just all be oh, laughing nice. and all become there, insanely rich. There is there there's a I'm small it right possibility now. of it. <laughs> I, I love it from the outside looking in. That is the perfect model, and if he was if he really cared about just making money, that's what he'd do. But his whole legacy is he's fifty and zero. I've yeah. only been knocked down once. Yeah, see, I don't know. So anything yeah, about yeah, so, no. So, so like business-wise, yours makes sense, <laughs> but I just don't see it with his his ego and his legacy would take such a big hit that yeah. he would never be able to have another fight for this amount of money. But who needs an ego when you got billions? Yeah. <laughs> honestly, honestly. Yeah, move to the other see, side of the, the world right and start a new team. Right like, yeah, honestly, I just. I'm low-key just really jealous of it all because I wish I could make $100 million this yeah, year. Yeah, I would get punched in the face for that much. Right? Like, Damn. They had Mike Tyson show up on the, on the Logan Paul podcast. Yeah, and he was just like, he's like, well, he might like let you hit him like once or twice, like make it look good. He's like, you don't think I can beat it? He's like, mm. it's you know what? In a boxing fight, anything can happen. Anyone can win. He's like, cool, I'm going to cut that part out, the first part, and we're just going to keep that second part <laughs> in the podcast. I was, like, I was like, you know what? Sorry, guys. You guys are always thinking on their feet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's oh. awesome. Um, we've been going for quite a while. I think that's all the steam we got for today. Mm-hmm. So thank you for tuning in again. Um, Matt, do you have anything that they can follow? Your uh, Instagram account? Check out all your... <gasps> yeah, books. that's the one thing I'm like, I'm so... Sh- terrible with uh, oh this is our first time so we're good Uh, (laughs) okay um my main instagram is all one sky a-l-l one s-k-y i think and then uh my uh portrait uh instagram is uh prime or the prime creative and uh that's a studio company that's gonna be launching pretty soon so if anyone needs pictures or videos or anything we'll uh <laughs> we'll be blasting the links to our yeah. uh on all of our posts for all this stuff so uh nice. anyone that couldn't catch that off him just saying it we'll have a link uh, in all the bios and everything yeah but, uh, and also you a- got a pause button go back <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys are probably good here but we'll, like, we'll put it in the link anyway like i said we, we're always just thinking on our feet right <laughs> anyways it's been a blessing uh we'll see you guys next time peace oh.